Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We wrap up our draft preview with part three, covering the rest of the teams that we've not yet covered. And depending on how much time we got left, we'll talk about other sports news like Miguel Cabrera getting shafted by the Yankees. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Shocked Energy. Go to shockedenergy.com and get yourself uh, 10% off your purchase with the code STOVE. This is a low-calorie, zero-sugar energy drink flavored as green apple or watermelon. <laughs> Again, that's shockedenergy.com. Use the code STOVE for 10% off your purchase. Welcome into our Friday edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, and we are edging oh so close to the NFL draft. And so today we're going to work on the covering the last uh, several teams, I think 12 teams or so, that we've yet to cover. And then our next episode will be our mock draft episode as well. Joining me, as he normally does, is my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Good to be here. I appreciate everybody that's joining us today. Uh, let's start with this. I, we didn't talk about this before. Um, uh, give us our Predators update. Are they going to make the playoffs? Where how are they sitting there? I think they're going to make the playoffs. They're in pretty good shape for that. The question is going to be um, whether they're going to be the first wild card or the second wild card, and that'll have a lot to do with the draw. I think everybody wants to be the first wild card, take your shot at Calgary rather than having to play Colorado first. Um, I, they're in pretty good because the teams in the West have dropped off a little bit. So I think um, Nashville and Dallas are in good shape. But Nashville's going to need to win two 
or three out of the last five here, and they play, for the most part, pretty good teams. But they have been playing well, even in some of the losses outside of maybe getting hammered by the Blues pretty good. Okay. All right. So there you go. Hockey update. We try to get a couple seconds of hockey news in every now and then uh, as well. But, uh, Dad, we are uh, edging very close to the NFL draft. It'll be next week, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week. I'll be jumping on the Belly Up uh, Draft Spectacular, I think is what they're calling it. I'll be covering the last uh, several picks of the first round and the first few picks of the second round. Live as they take place, you can tune in to Belly Up Media's YouTube page, uh, fantasy, uh, Twitter and Facebook pages, all that kind of stuff as well. We'll be everywhere Belly Up Media can be found. I believe we're going to be on Belly Up TV as well. I have not confirmed that, but I would assume assume that we are there as well. Uh, Dad, so we are down to pick 26. We're going to cover the last uh, uh, four teams and then the, tw- the in the first round and then uh, the 12, excuse me, the eight teams that have zero first round picks. Hard to believe eight teams, no first round draft picks. That's a record. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that more in just a moment. So let's start off with pick number 26. It's the Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel, uh, offense coordinator, Todd Downing, defense coordinator, Shane Bowen, and Craig Ackerman, uh, Ackerman is the special teams coordinator. Key players in Tennessee is Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, Derek Henry, running back A.J. Brown and Robert Woods, who they brought in via trade at wide receiver. Austin Hooper comes over, signed in free agency as the tight end. Uh, then defensively, they got several guys, but uh, uh, Kevin Beard, uh, Elijah Molden, Caleb Farley, two young cornerbacks, and then the safety from MTSU there uh, as well. Uh, so they've got a, a couple holes, though, Dad. They need a couple positions. We're going to talk about quarterback in just a second defensive line, linebacker, and then interior lineman guard specifically for Tennessee as well. Let's start with Ryan Tannehill. I have not – I feel bad trashing Tannehill because I actually like Ryan Tannehill. I just think he gets overhyped, overcredited for some of what they do, and I don't. I wouldn't necessarily want him being my quarterback. What is your thoughts on Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback? Well, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's a necessarily an elite quarterback, but I guess you have to look at his record. They have been successful with him ever since he took over from Mariota. They have had success. Now they have not been, you know, gone to the AFC championship or anything like that. But, um, I, I think he is a leader. Um, you talked about some of his good attributes. I think that helps keep the team together. And, um, you know, again, yeah, I agree. I don't know that I'd want him as my quarterback um, from a talent standpoint. But, um, he, you know, he, you can't deny he's, it's not just been one year. Um, he's been able to keep things together for three or four years now. They did go to the AFC Championship game two years ago, didn't they? And lost mm-hmm. to Kansas City, I think. May have, may have. I don't yeah. remember. I think there was that surprise run. I think it was two seasons ago um, where they did make it to the AFC championship game. But again, they've not made the Super Bowl. And Ryan Tannehill is a above average starting quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think he can carry you where you need to go, especially against the other AFC quarterbacks that are there uh, nowadays. Derrick Henry, top running back in the league. Um, if he's not the top, he's he's right there in the conversation. Um, AJ Brown, there's a little scuttlebuttle about him and he's not happy. He wants to, or not, maybe it's not that he's not happy, but he wants to get his payday, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, 
we'll talk about more receivers in that situation here a little bit later. But bringing in, bringing in Robert Woods and Austin Hooper, uh, that's a pretty pretty good addition, I would say. Two good additions to the offense here, uh, considering that last year's addition of Julio Jones didn't work out. Woods and Hooper coming in should be a, a boost, I would say, for that offense, wouldn't you think? Yes, yes, it definitely is. If Woods gets back to any kind of form that he was in with the Rams, and yes, he was a very good receiver, and, and Hooper definitely is a positive tight end. So I've got their needs as quarterback, defensive line, linebacker, guard. At 26, if only two quarterbacks have been taken, that means you're sitting there at 26 with the options of Sam Howell, Matt Corral, and Desmond Ritter. Is that something that it's Tennessee that would tempt you to do it? And t- if, if they like one of those quarterbacks, um, do you think that that's uh, something they could pull the trigger on at 26? Or do you think they're going to try to build for this season, trying to help their team this year? I think they would try to build for this season. I don't believe, again, with the quarterbacks knowing that they're, none of them are, you know, projected necessarily to be a sure thing. I wouldn't think, I would think they would use this pick because they do, like you said, have a few holes to fill and there should be talent there on the positions they need. How many years before you get rid of Tannehill do you need a quarterback or you just go with a veteran quarterback every time? Um, I think I, you know, it depends where they end up in the draft in other years and depends if you get, you know, a year where there is a lot of good quarterbacks, I think at some point, and I think they could take a quarterback maybe in the fourth or fifth round, you know, um, something like that. And, and, you know, probably primarily for a backup, but, um, you know, they, they may have another year. I wouldn't think they're, they don't seem worried about it right now. I mean, I feel like they might be a quarterback away. <laughs> the way they've played these last couple of years, that might be what puts them over the edge. Now, the question is, is one of those quarterbacks that guy? And if you can grab a guy that needs a little bit of grooming, a guy like uh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, um, a guy with a ton of potential like Sam Howell, many people before last college football season thought Sam Howell would be the number one overall pick, and he had a bad year at North Carolina. So then you got a great potential guy there. And then you also got Matt Corral, who a lot of people love from Ole Miss. I think if 26 is a prime spot for a quarterback, uh, I think the Titans are, could definitely take one. But if they choose to go the other direction, guys like Kenyon Green from Texas A&M, the guard, would be a great uh, a great pick here at 26. Uh, linebackers like Brian Asamoa, maybe Leo Chanel, although I think Chanel goes to the second round. Um, but uh, linebackers there that could help this team build as well. They went cornerback uh, last year. They've got Two young cornerbacks, Caleb Farley, who was injured in last year's draft, fell to the Titans and has potential to be really good there. And then uh, Elijah Molden as well. Um, All right. Number 27 is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a new head coach in Todd Bowles. Byron Leftwich, the OC. Casey Rogers and Larry Foote will split the duties as defensive coordinator Keith Armstrong, special teams coach. Key players, Tom Brady returns. Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin on the offense. Uh, Vita Vea, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Antonio Winfield, and Joe Tryon from last year's draft all there. They've got, again, a really solid group of guys. They lost a couple pieces uh, here and throughout the offseason. They have needs at tight end, although Gronk is probably coming back. Uh, They have Cameron Brait still there, but that's an option there. 
possibly quarterback, depending on how they feel about uh, the guy they drafted last year out of Florida, Kyle Trask. And then cornerback is a need as well. Uh, Dad, I look at this this spot at 27, and the Buccaneers are still pretty fortunate just to kind of be able to go with best player available. I don't know that they have to get too picky here in the first round. No, I agree. They're they're in the spot with their team and their talent. They can really go best player available. There may be a couple that are about even, and then one of those positions they need would be where they go. Again, you know, you never have too many good offensive linemen. Um, but, again, same way they could bulk up in the defensive backfield or with an edge rusher, or any, any of those are going to just continue to bolster them. I like this spot for tight end Trey McBride out of Colorado State. He's the number one, clearly the number one tight end on the board. And you're getting to the end of the first round where you can uh, afford to go tight end, I think, at this point, unless there is, again, a key defensive player that falls or whatever uh, guy they like uh, there as well. Uh, Pick 28 is Green Bay. That'll be their second pick of the first round. Pick 29, and again, if you want to hear our talk about Green Bay. We talked about them on Monday's episode, so you can go back and listen to part two of the NFL Draft Preview. At 29 is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're actually going to go back-to-back 29 and 30. This pick 29 is from the 49ers. Uh, Andy Reid, still the head coach. Eric Bieniemy, the OC. Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator. Dave Taub, the uh, special teams coordinator. Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, there, then receiving core now is, is is different than it was last year. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and McCole Hardman all there. Travis Kelsey, of course, tied in. Defensively, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Justin Reed are kind of the core there. They've got several needs in Kansas City, and going back-to-back can definitely help them here. They need wide receiver, I still think, uh, defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, safety, Defense is definitely a big thing uh, for this team and what they need to build, but they kind of overlooked that it seems like often. And uh, but losing a guy uh, like Tyron Matthew this year, uh, he's still a free agent currently. But um, you got to fill that void somewhere, and uh, this might be the place to do it. One of these two picks. What do you see, Kansas City? Um, you know, you, you look at what everybody else in the AFC has done. Kansas City seems to have gone backwards compared to the other top teams in the conference. So what do you think about them? Well, yeah, they definitely need to get some help here. And, again, it would be interesting to see if they do it with these two picks in a row or if they move up. Um, again, you know, uh, they definitely need help, a wide receiver. Um, I don't know that the elite top three or four are going to be there at this pick. Um, you know, will they move up and get a receiver that they want? Um, same way would they move up and get a, a cornerback or an edge rusher that they're looking at. Um, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Kansas City moved up. Uh, if not, they can get two good players here. Um, but again, like I said, they've got to replace some very good players. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with these two picks. Yeah. I like again. I'm kind of in that that mold of hey, let's let's keep the picks that there are there and not uh, trade up. Get get these two guys at 29 and 30, and even maybe move down and add more picks to your to your stable. Cornerback Andrew Booth is a guy I like here from Clemson. Um, there's two safeties that are borderline first round picks. Probably fit better in the second round. So maybe you can wait on them. But Lewis Seen from uh, Georgia and Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. 
You got some edge rushers that could be available here. Boye Mafe from Minnesota, Kingsley and Enigbare uh, from South Carolina there as well. So I don't know. I'm just to see kind of which direction they go with this spot. But they've got to improve. What is your feelings on Juju, MVS, and McCole Hardman at wide receiver? Because in my opinion, none of those guys are number one receivers. And I'm not sure that uh, that even Patrick Mahomes can make them that. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, no, I, I would agree with you on that. Probably the guy I'd be the highest on would be, I've always liked Juju Smith-Schuster, but I don't know that he's, you know, capable of having the kind of year that he did have, you know, when he was very good. Um, you know, considering the wide receivers they had, this is a definitely a difference. Now, again, Patrick Mahomes, quite the quarterback, um, but they definitely got to bring in help. Um, and I don't think there's too many more free agents around unless somebody big, um, you know, that they're talking about maybe is moving there. Um, so I would think they would try to get help in the draft, um, you know, with wide receiver because I, I, I don't think they're set right now. Uh, our next pick's at 31, and last year, before the season started, I tried to tell everybody Cincinnati's going to be good. Now, granted, I didn't say they're going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but to be fair, ain't nobody said they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, I said that they were going to be much improved, uh, that they were going to be second or third in the division and have a good shot of making the playoffs. They go way better than that. Go to the Super Bowl. They sit at pick number 31, head coach Zach Taylor, offense coordinator Brian Callahan, defense coordinator Lou Anarumo, and then Darren Simmons of special teams. Key players, Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They bring in Hayden Hurst at tight end as Uzoma moves over to, I believe, the Jets, if I remember correctly. Uh, defensively, Trey Hendrickson, Logan Wilson, Jesse Bates, Shadobi, Awuzi, uh, all good, uh, good seasons last year and looking to build off of it. They need, uh, tight end because Hayden Hurst is, he's good. He's not great. Um, they need linebacker help. And then I've got a question mark around offensive line. They made a lot of moves on the offensive line in the offseason, bringing three guys that can start for them. There's many people who question if maybe they could get the, uh, the big center here at 31 and, and actually start the rookie. Uh, but that being said, I kind of tend to think that maybe they don't go offensive line with their first pick unless someone drops to them. They might add other pieces on the defense, especially. What are your thoughts on Cincinnati? Um, yeah, I, I think, again, I think offensive line could definitely be a good possibility. Again, I think they'll stay at this pick of 31, so it's really going to depend where it, you know, where it drops 
are all the good offensive linemen gone, or is there a defensive guy there that they can't pass up? There are some good cornerbacks, and there's quite a few defensive backs, maybe somebody they really like there. Um, and like you said, they could definitely use linebacker help, and maybe one of the top linebackers will fall. Um, I think at this point they can look at three or four positions like that and just see what falls to them. I know I'm here kind of in the, in the Cincinnati area, and definitely not the concern about the draft that there was last year, <laughs> quite yeah. the discussion from there. Um, but everybody here, you know, very high expectations. I think around here they would assume Cincinnati is going to win the division again. Uh, the Brown fans definitely uh, disagree with that, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties over here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes, Ken. All right. Let me make sure something just just clicked out. Not sure what it was, but okay, we're here. Um, And, yeah, you look at what Cincinnati can do. There are going to be guys. N'Kobe Dean is a guy I absolutely love. I kind of put him up there with Roquan Smith. I loved him when he came out of Georgia. N'Kobe Dean is a guy I love. I've seen him uh, tied to Green Bay. I've seen him tied even up in the teens depending on uh, a popular pick for New England as well. If he fell down here to Cincinnati, it would be an amazing pick uh, there for them. Then uh, I like guys, uh, let's see here, uh, Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma could be a good pick here as well for Cincinnati. Uh, and then you got edge guys that can play kind of different spots. Um, uh, Arnold Abikite from Penn State is a guy I'm keeping my eyes on as well. Cornerbacks, there's all kinds of cornerbacks. Again, Andrew Booth could still be available down here. Kyir Elam from Florida, I absolutely love. If he's here, it'd be a steal at 31. Um, Jalen Petrie from Baylor, Daxton Hill from Michigan, all possibilities defensively. Offensive line-wise, you're in that weird spot at 31 that unless somebody just falls to you, it might be better to wait and actually get better value in the second round uh, with some guys that are available there as well. So we'll kind of see where all that goes uh, from Northern Iowa is a guy I've got my eyes on that could be available here at this point as well. So uh, offensive lineman there as well. So exciting time for Cincinnati uh, to be sitting down there at number 31 and opportunities. 32 is the Lions pick, Dad, and I've been saying it all along, and I'll ask you again, give you another chance. You get one more chance in our next episode to finalize this. I've said four quarterbacks are going in the first round, and once you get down here to – uh, really, Green Bay at 28, the Chiefs at 29 and 30, the Bengals at 31, and the Lions at 32. There's a good chance for trade-ups to happen where guys go up from the second round into the first round to draft a quarterback so they get that fifth year on that contract. And uh, and I still think five quarterbacks are going, um, I've, or four, excuse me, are going. And I have not decided between Matt Corral or Sam Howell to figure out which one's going to be the fourth one. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I think four are going. And here – We've already talked about Detroit in, in in our first preview episode, but at 32, do, do you see a quarterback going here at 32 from the Lions, or do you think even someone else might trade up to get a quarterback here? Yes, I think 32 would be a great spot for a quarterback. I think the Lions could stay there and take a quarterback, depending on how they have them ranked and who falls to that spot. Um, and you're right, somebody <coughs> who's needing a quarterback or wanting one um, could you know easily move up to that spot, and Detroit can afford to do that, depending on who they're, you know, what pick they're switching with. How many quarterbacks are drafted in the first round? Three. 
All right. Still wrong, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see the mock draft on Monday and kind of figure out where everything lands. Because when we do mock drafts, we don't do trades. And so that makes it a little bit more difficult to kind of figure out that bottom of the first round situation as well. But we'll see how all that works out. All right. Like I said before, there are eight teams without first round draft picks. Uh, it is the Rams who won the Super Bowl as a result of trading away their first round draft pick. The Broncos get Russell Wilson. The Browns get Deshaun Watson. Uh, 49ers, the Colts. Uh, Colts had Carson Wentz. They've already unloaded him, but that's where that first round draft pick went to Philadelphia. Uh, Chicago. Uh, to go up and get Justin Fields last year. Uh, they lost their first-round pick this year. And then the Dolphins and the Raiders both go for receivers here in the offseason and lose their first-round picks because of that. So let's look at each of these teams and uh, run through them. We're going to start with the Rams, the Super Bowl champs, Sean McVay, Liam Cohen. Uh, he was at Kentucky last year as the OC. He's back in the NFL with the Rams as the offense coordinator. Raheem Morris, defense coordinator Joe DiCamillis, the special teams, key players, Matt Stafford, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup. They bring in Allen Robinson at wide receiver as well. Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner comes over from Seattle. Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey uh, here. The Rams, they don't pick until 104. That's their first pick in the draft. They need offensive line, tight end, defensive line, safety, and cornerback. But uh, they've got a pick. Let's see. They got one pick in the third, fourth, and fifth. They got three picks in the sixth and two in the seventh. So they got a fair number of draft picks still, just nothing high. Uh, first pick in the third round is where they go. So um, again, they've got they've got some needs. Tight end is, a, I think, a, an important need for them, where they can probably get somebody pretty decent there in the third or fourth round if they decide to go that route. Um, everything else is kind of more depth than anything, but offensive line, are, they're aging a little bit. So I see a good need there as well. What are your thoughts on the Rams? Um, well, you know, they've definitely, like I said, loaded up in the free agent market and that, and uh, definitely all in to try to repeat again. So I think when the draft, like I said, it'll just be adding depth um, for the most part there. And um, that's a good luxury for them to have. Um at least, you know, for the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, you got your Super Bowl ring, so what else do you need, right? You got, you got it. it all sitting there, uh, and and you'll be fine until you get your first-round picks back. Uh, let's go to Denver. Denver brings in a new coach in Nathaniel Hackett. They got Justin Uten as their OC. Uh, Ajiro Averro is the defense coordinator. Dwayne Stooks, the special teams coordinator. They go out and get their quarterback in Russell Wilson. Last year, they drafted Javante Williams at running back. They've got a really good uh, threesome there at wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick. Defensively, they got Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory on the edges. They drafted Pat Sertain the second last year. They've got Kareem Jackson and Ronald Darby, good veteran cornerbacks as well. They've got needs on the O-line. They've got to get that that solidified. they got needs at tight end as they traded away. They're tied in in, in the Russell Wilson trade. Inside linebacker, defensive lineman as well. Their first pick is in second round, pick number 64. They've got uh, two picks in the third, fourth, and seventh round, one pick in the second, fifth, and sixth round. So they've got a fair number of picks there that they can make hay with in the second and third and fourth rounds especially. Um, Denver, they made a lot of changes this offseason. Do you think they're going to work out? 
Well, um, I mean, you know, they certainly hope so. And, and I think Russell Wilson was a good move from there. So, um, again, you know, I, they do have several draft picks and they should be able to help themselves and get some players there. And, um, you know, they do have some holes, like you said, tied in and different things. But, um, I, I, yeah, I, I look for Denver to have a good year. You know, again, we know they're in a very tough division. But um, I, I think it'll work out well. And, again, this draft will be important for them, um, you know, especially in the future to get players that they can use and play. Yeah, they've really got some dynamic offensive playmakers. Uh, then you add Russell Wilson to that. Again, if you can give him any kind of protection, um, then you're looking good. I, I, we both are very high on Nathaniel Hackett, think that he'll do well in Denver. He'll be the head coach. He'll also be playing calling plays. So even though he has an offense coordinator, he's going to kind of run the ship there. Um, I like what can happen there, and I think this draft can go a long way to help them as well. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland. Cleveland, they pick early in the second round, somewhat early, pick 44. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is the head coach. Alex Van Pelt, the OC. Joe Woods, the D.C., and Mike Prefer, the special teams coordinator. They bring in Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about him in just a minute. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at running back. Amari Cooper, a new addition at wide receiver. David Njoku at tight end. Defensively, they got Miles Garrett, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa from last year's draft. Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, Greg Newsome from last year's draft as well. They've got a lot of talent on this team, and they made the improvement where you need it the most, and that's at quarterback. But the question is, when will that quarterback play? Deshaun Watson comes in. I uh, got to believe he's getting suspended for several games. I would think at the least amount, it's four, maybe it's two. I'd say four to six games more than likely. Um, you know, they made changes too, Dad. They had they, you know, Odell Beckham they got rid of last year. Uh, then in the offseason, they get rid of Landry as well. And this team is sitting here, but they got plenty of talent. You got those big running backs, and Deshaun Watson added to the fray. What can Cleveland do in a, in a pretty tough AFC North? Um, it, you know, it's going to, as far as what they do this year, it's really going to hinge, I think, on Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, you've always said he was one of the better quarterbacks, and he definitely can be. Uh, the question is, you know, when when will he play? Um, you know, how many games will he miss? Um, will it be really be a, a, even a larger number than that? I don't think maybe that it will be. Uh, and if it's, you know, four games or something like that, Honestly, it'd be interesting to see what the schedule is, you know, which games are those first four games. Because, again, um, it's going to be very competitive in that division, no doubt about it. Those division games are going to be great um, to watch all the way down the line. You know, with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, I think, can really uh, rebound. And, of course, you got the Bengals um, at the top right now. So, But I'm Watson can make a huge difference, and they do have some other talent and again, you know, they have some draft picks and, um, you know, they need to hit on them. No doubt about it. Yeah. They got needs at wide receiver guard, defensive line, middle linebacker and safety. And again, though, but you've got some dynamic players on that defense. Miles Garrett's one of the better edge rushers out there. Owusu Karamoa was a great uh, get for them in last year's draft. Greg Newsom was a great get for them in last year's draft. Then you add Denzel Ward, who's now the highest-paid cornerback out there, uh, to that as well. If you can add the right pieces here, they've always been looking for that guy on the other side of Miles Garrett. They brought in Clowney last year 
it didn't really work. The defense actually underperformed all of last season. So I expect them to bolster their defense here in the draft. They don't have a ton of picks. Uh, they've got one pick in the second, fourth, and sixth round, and they got two picks in the third and seventh round. So they do have some, not a ton to work with here, uh, but two third-round picks and a second-round pick. You can make you can make something pretty good out of that if you choose to do so uh, there in Cleveland. Let's move on to San Francisco. They got some good drama going on these days. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, Chris Forrester, and Bobby Slowick are the co-offensive coordinators. D'Amico Ryan's the defensive coordinator. Brian Schneider, the special teams coordinator. Still currently sitting at two quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. We'll discuss that in a second. Elijah Mitchell, at running back, uh, wide receiver, Debo Samuel, maybe. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings. I am big on Ayuk and Jennings, but not as big as I am on Debo. Uh, George Kittle at tight end, D Ford, Javon Kinlaw defensively, Nick Bosa, uh, Fred Warner as well. Uh, there they've got needs at cornerback, linebacker, safety, some offensive line needs, but probably their biggest needs come on the offensive side where they got to figure out who their quarterback is and they've got to figure out if they can fix things with Debo Samuel or, or not. So let's start with quarterback and then we'll get to Debo. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. It looked like. San Francisco thought, oh, we'll play Jimmy Garoppolo all last season, and then we'll trade him because everybody's going to want him, and then nobody wanted him. And so he's still sitting there on the 49ers roster. Are you starting Jimmy Garoppolo, or are you starting Trey Lance to start this season? Um, you, you would think it would be Garoppolo, but, um, you know, it would depend a little bit probably how the preseason goes. Um, I, you know, I still think when you get to the draft here, Garoppolo may not end up being a 49er and all of a sudden San Francisco, um, you know, could be looking at getting some talent there if they could move him and, um, you know, get some picks there in the draft. But, um, you know, they may hold on to him at least till after the draft and may, may keep them both all year. Um, I don't know how well that will work, um, especially for Trey Lance, but we'll see. Well, Garoppolo's not going to be a problem, which is nice. I think you have to go Trey Lance. You traded a lot of stuff to get him, and I feel like you've got to go that direction this year uh, with him. I'm trying to think through teams Garoppolo could go to because um, I don't think he'd want to be traded unless he has a chance to start. So that's Houston. That is um, – uh, who am I missing? Um You've got oh, Houston, you've got the Giants, you've got Carolina. 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 Yeah. yeah. They're not going to trade them in the division, I don't think. Arizona would be a possibility. Seattle a possibility uh, to some degree, depending on what's going on. Um, Atlanta, where you got Marcus Mariota, uh, those kinds of places. But I just don't think there's a, there's a market for Garoppolo. And it almost is going to make more sense for them to hold on to him, even if they start Trey Lance. And have him as a backup because what I mean, Trey Lance is a mobile quarterback. Maybe he gets injured, whatever it may be. You got Garoppolo there. And again, I don't think Garoppolo is going to be a problem. I put him in that Alex Smith mold where he wants to start. He's competitive. He's not happy if he's not starting, but he's also going to be a professional in the locker room and not take it out on Trey Lance. Could be a help to you there as well. Maybe bigger drama though is Debo Samuels. It is reported that he has asked for a trade out of San Francisco. And the issue is not money. It's that they want him to play running back and receiver, and he doesn't want anything to do with that. He's afraid that playing running back is going to shorten his career, 
He wants to stick to wide receiver. Does San Francisco get this fixed, or does he end up going somewhere else? I think they'll get it fixed. I think there, it's a lot of talk at this standpoint, and I think money really will have a lot to do with it, no doubt about that. And, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see a team that would trade for him and say, oh, we're not going to use you at running back, or, you know, the way San Francisco had such success with him doing that uh, or at least being used in, in instances there like that. So maybe not as uh, 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 maybe as much running back as San Francisco did, but um, I, I, some reason I think they'll get that worked out. If I was a betting man, I would say, yes, he plays in San Francisco. Two teams that I have my eye on though, dad, uh, both have coaches with the last name LaFleur, uh, Green Bay and New York Jets. Uh, when I look at these two teams and their connections to San Francisco um, and what they know about the coaching staff there and the other things as well, they're the two teams that make the most sense. Both of them would be happy to bring him in and appease him by lining him up at wide receiver. doesn't mean they wouldn't run jet sweeps or other trick plays and ways to get him the ball early, but I, you can get Debo Samuel the ball without handing it off to him. And you can do the bubble screens and get creative with different play calls to get him the ball in space and let him do something with it. And I I would be very surprised if Green Bay uh, comes out of this with Debo Samuel. But uh, that being said, New York makes more sense. But I think Green Bay is an interesting one to watch here as well, again, with the relationship that Matt LaFleur has with uh, the guys in San Francisco as well. Um, and his brother, who was the OC there at, in San Francisco, so I think there's a potential for those two teams. Those are the two I'd keep my eyes on the most. But New York makes more sense because it's AFC as well. So um, we'll see how all that shakes out there. Uh, 49ers, their first pick comes at pick number 61 in the second round. They've got one pick in the second, fourth, fifth, and seventh rounds. they got two picks in the third, three picks in the sixth for San Francisco. So they have a number of draft picks to work with. Cornerback, linebacker, safety, O-line. Um, are their main needs. And again, San Francisco's done a pretty good job at drafting. Um, they just haven't done a great job at retaining maybe some of these guys. So uh, I'm interested to see where they go in this draft, and I expect they'll come out with some decent players in those picks and maybe even move up a little bit or around a little bit uh, to try to acquire some other things. And I think if they can trade Jimmy Garoppolo, I think they'd happily do so. But again, I don't know what value they're getting for him at this point. I'm not sure what people are giving up for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point in time. So, uh, And you're talking about just a limited number of teams that could really use them. And so I think that hurts the value as well. Uh, let's see here. Next up, let's talk about Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich, Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, defense coordinator, Bubba Ventrone, the special teams coach. They bring in a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. They've got the most exciting running back in the league in Jonathan Taylor. And again, you can go back uh, when he was in college. I was I was championing for Jonathan Taylor at the draft last year. I was championing for Jonathan Taylor. I uh, was right on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, mark that down. Uh, he's there. Michael Pittman, wide receiver. They need wide receiver help. Quiddy Pay, they drafted last year. DeForest Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, Darius Leonard, Stephon Gilmore, they just brought in as well. So the defense has a lot of skill players, but honestly, wide receiver is a huge need, I think, for Indianapolis. They also need a line help, linebackers, cornerbacks, and safety. 
as well. They've got one pick in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. Just no first-round pick. Their first pick comes at pick number 42 in the second round. Let's start with Matt Taylor, or Matt Taylor, Matt Ryan, Dad. Uh, I think both of us thought he's a good fit in Indianapolis. You keep him in a dome. Um, he obviously still has plenty of talent left, and he could do a lot to help this team. Yes, I think Matt Ryan will have a, a really good year. You know, I thought Carson Wentz would be good last year. Uh, but Ryan, you know, I think Ryan has proved. I think he's got several more good years left. And uh, with Frank Reich, I, I would look for really good success. And they're in a division where they can have good success. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Yeah, you're right about that. As right as I was about Jonathan Taylor, I was that wrong about Carson Wentz. I thought Wentz would do really well in Indianapolis. And honestly, his stats weren't horrible. Uh, but, man, the way he ended the season, you just couldn't recover from that. That loss to Jacksonville that ultimately left, kept them out of the playoffs last year. So he moves to Washington. Matt Ryan comes to Indianapolis. Veteran leadership, former MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl before. And uh, I think he's going to fit in really well, but they've got to get him some more weapons. They don't have enough weapons there uh, right now. And I think they've got to do a lot to fix that tight end as a need there as well that I didn't mention for Indianapolis. But you said it perfectly, Dad. This is a division you can compete in immediately. Uh, so go out and make your draft picks work for you and get something to help you out. I love their defense, too. It's a, it's a good good setup there. Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator there, is really good as well. Uh, Chicago. Duh, Bears. Uh, let's talk about the stank that is in Chicago. Matt Eberflus comes over. He is the new head coach. Uh, Luke Getze comes down from Green Bay as the offensive coordinator. Alan Williams, the defense coordinator, Richard Hightower, special teams. And, Dad, we talked about this back when it happened. Luke Getze, you're, you're high on him. You think it's going to go well. I was surprised by the hire, and I don't think it's going to work. Um, I don't dislike Luke Getze. But I don't think he's ready for this role. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, players, they've got Justin Fields, David Montgomery on offense, Justin Jones, Roquan Smith, who's might be my favorite non-Packer defensive player in the league. I love Roquan Smith. Uh, and then Eddie Jackson at safety as well. They've got lots of needs. Wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, safety. They just keep adding up. This is a, a rebuild in Chicago, but they're building around Justin Fields, or at least they better build around Justin Fields. Uh, you and I both really like Justin Fields. Um, it's a matter of time for him, but they've got to get him some weapons. They do not have weapons at wide receiver. They got Cole Komet at tight end. Okay, he's fine, but they need wide receivers badly. If they don't pick, they'll pick number 39 in the second round, and they don't have that many picks either, Dad. They got one pick in the second and third, two in the fifth, and one in the sixth, so very limited draft picks for the Chicago team. How long till they can become relevant again? Um, I, I think it's going to struggle. I don't understand, you know, I don't always understand the Bears anyhow, but I don't understand some of the things they did, you know, uh, getting rid of Khalil Mack, getting rid of their best wide receiver. Um, you know, they're definitely going to have to fill those holes, and I think that's going to, Hurt them, and again, I think they're in a division. Um, Minnesota looks like they're going to really be strong or have potential to be. Um, you know, Green Bay, I think, is going to be really tough again. And um, you know, you've you got to watch your kneecaps when you play Detroit. And um, you know, they may be getting better too. 
So it'll be, I, I think Chicago could be in for some rough times. And, um, you know, can't say I wouldn't enjoy that. <laughs> I feel bad for Justin Fields, though. I really do like him. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, and it could be a fun division uh, here in the years to come with Justin Fields improving. Uh, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins, they only have four picks, Dad, and none of them were originally Miami Dolphins picks. Uh, that is, that's a little surprising to me. They don't have a single one of their own picks in this draft. Uh, they pick in the third, the fourth, and two picks in the seventh round. Their first pick comes at 102, but they went out in the offseason and they got better. First of all, new head coach, Mike McDaniel, Frank Smith, the OC, Josh Boyer, DC, Danny Crossman, special teams. Uh, quarterback's a question mark, in my opinion, Tua Tungabailoa. Running back, they're pretty solid. Chase Edmonds, they bring in. Raheem Mostert, they bring in. Wide receiver, they're phenomenal. Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Mike Gusecki at tight end is above average. Uh, defensively, Emmanuel Ogba, uh, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips from last year's draft, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones as cornerback. So they've got some pieces that are there, and I really think what Josh Boyer is going to do on defense He's a carryover from the previous staff. Might see them get a little bit more aggressive this year, but they have so few picks to use this year, and they've got some needs. Offensive line is a very big need for them. I think linebacker and safety are areas that they need help in as well. And with a quarterback that I think is going to prove to not be the it quarterback this year, and Tua Tungavailoa, even though he's got the weapons, uh, I think he's gonna. He's not gonna succeed the way that he needs to. Your thoughts on the Dolphins? Um, well, like I said, they really helped themselves, and they got the big offensive tackle too, didn't they? Didn't Armstead go there? Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, they they, they really bolstered themselves with some really good players. So uh, again, you know, they're in a division there with Buffalo. Um, but you know, outside of that, they, they've got a good shot. Um, I'm much higher on Tua than you are, but we'll see. I mean, this year he'll either have to really uh, be able to, you know, work with them and lead them, um, and or otherwise, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be replaced because if he ends up being the only only problem there, um, that's what will happen. But um, I think they've definitely improved themselves. They don't have a lot of spots here in the draft, but that's because they really went went big into free agency, and it should help them. Tyreek Hill should help them. So it's hard to find someone lower on Tua than me, uh, <laughs> and I, I say that respectfully because I, I still think he's an NFL quarterback. But I put him in the Andy Dalton range, and that's not what Miami needs from Tua Tungavailoa. They need more than that from him. Let's look at their roster real quick. Uh, they also have Cedric Wilson at wide receiver. They bring him over from Dallas. That's good. Preston Williams had a decent year as well last year. So they're good at wide receiver. They're set there. Uh, offensive line, you mentioned Teron Armstead. He's there. Connor Williams, okay, at guard. Michael Dieter, eh, okay, at, at center. Robert Hunt, eh, okay, at right guard. He's young. Uh, Liam Eichenberg, who they drafted last year in the second round, they got hope for him uh, uh, going there as well. So they're okay at offensive line but not great. Uh, running backs, like I said, I like the running back situation. Uh, Edmonds, Moster, they got Miles Gaskin there as well. So I like that setup. They got Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, Dad, to back up to a uh, – maybe he ends up stealing the job before the season is done. Um, I don't know. I just – for me, I'm not sold on this Miami team because of Tua Tungavailoa. 
And uh, if he if he proves me wrong, this is a team that's competing for uh, for the AFC. I mean, uh, they do have to go through Buffalo, which won't be easy. New England will never be easy. Uh, and the Jets, I think, are going to get much better. I think Zach Wilson's going to be much better. So not an easy division either uh, for Miami. They've got an uphill battle to climb with very few draft picks. Uh, lastly, the last team we haven't covered yet is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders come in with another big offseason move. But let's start with their head coach, Josh McDaniels, getting his second chance in the AFC West as a head coach. Mike, uh, excuse me, Mick Lombardi is the offense coordinator. Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator, Tom McMahon for the special teams. They got Derek Carr locked up at quarterback, Josh Jacobs at running back. Devontae Adams uh, comes over from Green Bay. Hunter Renfro there as well. Darren Waller, the tight end. They bring in Chandler Jones to rush opposite of Max Crosby. You got Jonathan Hankins on the line. Uh, Trayvon Mullins, Jonathan Abram, uh, Trevon Morig, all secondary. A couple young guys there as well. They got needs at linebacker. They've got needs at offensive line. Uh, and they can always use more cornerbacks. And again, not a whole lot of draft picks to go with. They, your first pick is in the third round, pick 86. And they've got one pick in the fourth, two in the fifth, and one in the seventh. So five total draft picks. I like what they did this offseason. Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones being brought in is, I think, huge. You and I both are big Derek Carr fans. Uh, so I think that's good. I'm higher on Josh McDaniels than you are. But I'm banking on his offensive prowess being right and him letting Patrick Graham run the defense. If that happens, I think that this team could be stellar and one of the top teams in the AFC and a very tough division as well in the AFC West right now. What are your thoughts on the Raiders? Um, yes, I mean, they made some great pickups, no doubt about that. Like I said, I think tying Carr up, that was a great move. Like I said, I like him. Of course, we love Devontae Adams. And um, they have made some good moves there. Um, again, I, I'm not high on the coach. We'll see how that goes. But I think the problem is going to be the division. Um, that could be, you know, again, how competitive is Denver going to be? How improved are they going to be? I think we really expect the Chargers to be very, very good um, this year. And, of course, you know, Kansas City, you know, they've got to reload a little bit, but they're still Kansas City. So I think that could be the Raiders' biggest problem um, is the division. But, they, you know, they went out and got some talent, and um, it would be very interesting to see. Uh, most people say the AFC is going to be very strong all the way down the line. So we'll see. Yeah, and you said we both love Devontae Adams. He's dead to me. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not going to say that I'm in love with him, but uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, I think it's very good. So Monday's episode, Dad, we're doing our uh, mock draft episode. We'll come through, and uh, it is a prediction mock draft, not a what would we do mock draft, but what we think they will do mock draft, or at least that's how I'm doing mine. Um, and then we'll announce the details for a competition, mock draft competition as well on Monday's episode. One other thing I want to cover, or maybe two things, uh, on Thursday night, the uh, Yankees and the Tigers, Miguel Cabrera, one hit away from 3,000, historic mark in Major League Baseball. The Yankees, Aaron Boone, decides to intentionally walk Cabrera so he has no opportunity to get that 3,000th hit. Um... In all the unwritten rules in baseball, Dad, it feels like 
going for number 3,000 should be an opportunity that you allow allow the batter to go for. Yes, you would think so. But, again, I mean, you're talking about the Yankees, so, um, you know, you don't know. Yeah, that's, 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 that's really surprising. I mean, you think you would at least give him an opportunity, um, you know, intentionally walk him. I mean, that's just making, um, you know, the statement there, and, and I, I don't think that's great. But, um, hey, kind of the way sports are today. I guess if it's not just the uh, the the Yankees. Uh, what about that JUCO pitcher? <laughs> he gave up a home run. Kids around in third, and the pitcher just. I didn't see the context of the video. I don't know if there were things that were being said before. I have no idea what happened, other than the fact the pitcher drew threw his glove on the ground and just pile drive this kid coming around third base. Uh, obviously, he's only getting suspended for four games for that. I think he should be thrown off the team. I, I don't see how, again, not knowing the whole context, I don't see how you let that happen. That's absolute craziness. No, it, it, it is. Um, again, I mean, the guy that hit the home run was was suspended, I think, what, two games for taunting. So I, obviously the way it transpired, you think there was a lot of talking going on. Again, you know, you're a pitcher and you give up a home run, you know, you're, you almost got to put up with that. Um, but again, don't know, you know, don't know all the history. Don't know what all went on in that game. Uh, don't know if there was history between those players otherwise, but um, I mean, it'd be one thing to be upset. It'd be another thing um, next time he comes up to throw at him, but yeah, you just don't see anything like just running out there and tackling the guy. Um and, and, you know, he obviously wasn't thinking because there wasn't anything that could be defended about that. <laughs> Very true. All right. Well, Dad, we're, the NFL draft is upon us uh, next week. And so we do our mock draft on Monday. We'll have another local hour episode on Wednesday. And uh, if you follow on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove, you'll see more information about the uh, Belly Up Sports uh, NFL draft spectacular, and I'll be jumping on the end of the first round and the beginning of the second round with Dan Mater and the guys there at uh, MD's fantasy show and uh, talking all things NFL drafts. We'll be there as well. Uh, remind people and make sure you go to shockedenergy.com, try out the new shocked energy drink. Uh, flavors are watermelon or green apple. And you get a 10% discount if you use the code STOVE at your purchase there at shockedenergy.com. Dad, anything else before we close out the episode today? No, like I said, boy, the NFL is going to take over here for just a little bit. And it's kind of funny, you know, they really, they really know how to do it because you've got, you know, playoffs coming up in hockey. You've got playoffs going on in basketball. Um, but the NFL is going to probably own things here for a little while. I've seen where they're going to start bringing out parts of the schedule at the draft. And then, you know, a few more than the international games are going to be given out the next week and a few more games. And then before the real schedule, and I guess they're doing a, a major deal when the schedule comes out as far as every team announcing their own opening game. So, um, you know, the, the NFL knows how to make a big deal out of everything, no doubt about it. They do. And, yeah, the NBA playoffs going on, injuries left and right, Devin Booker, uh, out for at least another couple of games. Uh, Chris Middleton's out for a while. 
Luka Doncic is still out. So lots of stuff happening. There's news in the NBA, but all eyes are on the NFL. Nonetheless, uh, still there as well. All right. Uh, make sure you go back and listen. We had a special episode on Wednesday with uh, pitcher Josh Lindblom. He's been around a couple different stops in the major leagues, also played in Korea. And uh, we had a, a conversation on Wednesday specifically about Christianity and sports. And so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that episode as well. Several already have, but just want to make sure you're aware of that also. All right. Uh, and then our Wednesday episode next week is going to be looking at the ahead to the spring game at Eastern Kentucky University. Uh, that's coming up next weekend, next Saturday as well. So a lot of things happening around here at the Sports Stove. We sure appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to this episode of the Sports Stove podcast. And hopefully you'll listen to more. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports